Hello, good morning, listeners. Welcome to Pray With Me. Let's get these blessings started. I'm so glad to wake up and have a fresh new day. Today is November 17th, and my name is Pamela Staten. I'm your host, and I'd like to dedicate today's podcast to the homeless and the helpless. Yesterday was really eye-opening for me um, because one thing about me, I always practice what I preach. So I'm telling you, go out and do acts of kindness, etc., etc. So I started out my day um, with my normal routine of doing things and literally everywhere I looked, there was someone that needed help. It was overwhelming. Uh, There were a lot of homeless people. There was a pregnant girl with a sign saying she was homeless and needed help. I mean, just sadness all around me. So I helped as much as I could. And that's the honest to God truth. I just did what I could where I could. You know, I I gave out the money I had in my wallet. And and you could tell it was just a band-aid effect to what these people really want. So God, I just want you to know that um, we're here. We see your people suffering we are your people and we're grateful for everything that we have all the things that we take for granted um we're just not going to do that anymore because you sure do love to learn your shoes did i say learn your shoes sure do love to you sure do learn (laughs) to love your shoes when you see someone without any Let us pray. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father, as I begin this day, I am thankful for your grace. This is prayers from the wilderness. It is reassuring to know a force greater than me is working on my behalf. And your grace is the confidant and the loving power I need. Lord, I am aware you are challenging me to operate with a dependency on faith, with a dependency on your word, and with a dependency on your grace. In my distress, your voice speaks and reminds me your grace is already intervening in my dilemmas. When I prefer to speak from flesh and not spirit, your grace offers me forgiveness. In the midst of emotional and physical pain, your grace is the physician that brings healing. Father, as I strive to be a vessel rooted in your word, I realize my development is connected to your unmerited faith and your unmerited favor. Your grace, not my intellect, is the transforming power in my life. Please help me to grow in your grace. 
Teach me to appreciate and even expect your unmerited favor to lead me from despair to hope. Help me to receive the instruction and spiritual understanding grace will provide for my growth. Show me how to depend on your grace. When I am confused and afflicted, send your grace to rescue me. When the adversary creates disorder in my life, empower me with grace to avoid his deceptive devices. And when my joy is weak, supply my spirit with strength and grace to recall you are my joy. Father, I thank you for the love you reveal through your grace. It blesses me with the spiritual power to do your will. It assures me of your presence in my life. It comforts me when I am troubled. It is the answer to problems which are beyond my ability to solve. It is the love essential for my being. So I praise you for grace that is a powerful gift of your love. In the name of Jesus, I pray, amen. Amen. We beseech you, God of mercy and love, to watch over this family of ours through the intercession of your graciousness. Please protect us from all adversity. May every member of our family be wholly devoted to you in your kindness. Guard us all from every evil. Amen. And please shine your light upon my family. Give us strength to overcome all the difficulties that we are dealing with now and protect us against any and all problems we may encounter in the future. Amen. God's purpose for your life. John 10, 28 says, I give eternal life to them and they will never perish and no one will snatch them out of my hand. Do you realize that you are eternally secure in your salvation with Jesus? This is because nothing in all creation has the power to take anything out of the omnipotent grip of God, including you. We may have doubts or fears, we may make mistakes and even sin, but we cannot lose our salvation. We simply do not have that power. Once we've truly trusted Jesus as our Savior, we are safe in His hand. This is because along with receiving forgiveness for our sins, we also received Christ's life. He promised that He would not leave us as orphans, fending for ourselves, but instead, He would send us the Holy Spirit to be with us forever. And through the Holy Spirit who seals us for the day of redemption, Jesus abides with us and dwells within us to help us live the Christian life. And you can read all about that in John chapter 10 through 15. There's not a verse anywhere in scripture indicating your redemption lasts only for a season. Of course, that isn't a license to sin. Rather, it's a reason 
to rejoice, to praise God, to walk holy before him, and to obey him out of gratefulness. Jesus, thank you for keeping me secure forever. I rejoice in your awesome provision and love. Amen. Stay right there. We'll be right back with more prayers. Commanding your morning. And commanding your morning, a daily devotional says, Don't waver. Hebrews 10.23 Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. You cannot be wishy-washy when you pray. One day you trust God, the next day you don't. One day you pray this, the next day you want the opposite. You say one thing to God in faith, and then you go have coffee with your friends and talk about how it can never happen. You are wishy-washy with what you want and where you are going. This cannot be so if you are to command your surroundings in the power of God. Please bow your head. In the name of Jesus, I reject all forms of double-mindedness. It will not find a place in my life. I decree and declare that I receive only that which emanates from the mind of God, seeds of hope and faith. Father, cleanse my mind with your word. I decree and declare that like Daniel, I will remain steadfast in prayer and faith and will not waver. In the name of Jesus, amen. And God's promises day by day. It says, Luke 6, love your enemies, do good, and your reward will be great. We may be tempted sometimes to conclude that because God doesn't fix our problem, he doesn't love us. There are many things that he does not fix precisely because he loves us. Instead of extracting us from the problem, he calls us. In our sorrow or loneliness or pain, he calls, and this is a necessary part of the journey. Even if it is the roughest part, it is only a part, and it will not last the whole long way. Remember where I am leading you. Remember what you find at the end, a home and a haven and a heaven. Amen. And God's way day by day. It says beyond circumstances, Matthew 5:44. Love your enemies, bless those who curse you, Do good to those who hate you. The thing that sets the fruit of the Spirit apart from its counterpart is that the fruit of the Spirit is not environmentally sensitive. It's one thing to have peace and joy when everything is going your way. 
It's another thing altogether to maintain your peace and joy when the bottom falls out. It's one thing to love your children and it's another thing to love your enemy. Amen. This is a good time for our daily prayer. It always uplifts me. Close your eyes, bow your head. Dear God, as I begin this day, let me turn my thoughts to you and ask your help in guiding me in everything I say and do. Give me the patience that I need to keep my peace of mind. And with life's cares, I hope, dear God, some happiness to find. Let me live but for today, not worrying what's ahead. For I have trust that you will see I get my daily bread. Give me courage to face life's trials and knock from trouble's run. Let me keep this thought in mind, thy will, not mine, be done. And if some wish I do not get, though I have prayed to thee, help me to believe and understand. You know what's best for me. I failed you many times, I know, but when tonight I rest, I hope that I can kneel and say, Dear God, I've tried my best. Amen. And that's all we can do, brothers and sisters, is try our best. And what great results they always turn out to be. 23rd Psalm. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Stay with us. We'll be right back with some more prayers. And here are the Proverbs written for the 17th day of the month. You know, there are 31 Proverbs and we're on number 17. Better a dry crust eaten in peace than a house filled with feasting and conflict. A wise servant will rule over a master's disgraceful son and will share the inheritance of the master's children. Fire tests the purity of silver and gold, but the Lord tests the heart. Wrongdoers eagerly listen to gossip, 
Liars pay close attention to slander. Those who mock the poor insult their maker. Those who rejoice at the misfortune of others will be punished. Grandchildren are the crowning glory of the aged. Parents are the pride of their children. Eloquent words are not fitting for a fool. Even less are lies fitting for a ruler. A bribe is like a lucky charm. Whoever gives one will prosper. Love prospers when a fault is forgiven, but dwelling on it separates close friends. A single rebuke does more for a person of understanding than a hundred lashes on the back of a fool. Evil people are eager for rebellion, but they will be severely pumped punished. It is safer to meet a bear robbed of her cubs than to confront a fool caught in foolishness. If you repay good with evil, evil will never leave your house. Starting a quarrel is like opening a floodgate, so stop before a dispute breaks out. Acquitting the guilty and condemning the innocent Both are detestable to the Lord. It is senseless to pay to educate a fool since he has no heart for learning. A friend is always loyal and a brother is born to help in time of need. It's poor judgment to guarantee another person's debt or put up security for a friend. Anyone who loves to quarrel loves sin. Anyone who trusts in high walls invites disaster. The crooked heart will not prosper. The lying tongue tumbles into trouble. It is painful to be the parent of a fool. There is no joy for the father of a rebel. A cheerful heart is good medicine, but a broken spirit saps a person's strength. The wicked take secret bribes to pervert the course of justice. Sensible people keep their eyes glued on wisdom, but a fool's eyes wander to the ends of the earth. Foolish children bring grief to their father and bitterness to the one who gave them birth. It is wrong to punish the godly for being good or to flog leaders for being honest. A truly wise person uses few words. A person with understanding is even-tempered. Even fools are thought wise when they keep silent. With their mouths shut, they seem intelligent. Amen. Gotta love the Proverbs, instructions directly from God. And hope for each day talks about the body of Christ. Ephesians 5.23, Christ is the head of the church, his body of which he is the savior. When we come to Christ, we come as individuals. 
We alone repent of our sins. We alone believe Christ's death on the cross will save us. And we alone decide to become his follower. Once we come to Christ, we are no longer just individuals. We are now members of his family. What the Bible here calls the church, his body. We are now part of that vast group of people through the ages who have trusted Christ and are our brothers and sisters in his family. Although we'll never meet most of them on this side of eternity, we're still united spiritually with them. This community transcends any local church or denomination. It includes all who are truly belonging to Christ. Christian fellowship is one of God's greatest gifts to us. Share it. Worship with others and grow closer to Christ through fellowship with them. No local church is perfect, of course, but don't use that as an excuse to avoid fellowship with others. The Bible tells us to encourage one another and build each other up. Please read 1 Thessalonians. Amen. That concludes another day with Pray With Me. We just got these blessings started. We want to be the number one podcast in the nation. Now, I know that's a tall order, but I just want each of us to be happy in our lives. Know that God hears us, sees us, loves us, and is guiding us. That is the awesome feeling that I want you to take away from this podcast. And I know that you do. So come back tomorrow. Get some more. I'll be here. Bye for now. God bless you.